Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your track stand out like the pros, and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week, we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Tamika Moore says, in recording this project, I spent a lot of time reflecting, reading, studying, listening, praying, crying, apologizing, repenting, forgiving, asking, thinking, understanding, and healing. I now know the answers to some of my questions, but I'll spend the rest of my journey discovering answers to the questions that remain. I hope the end of me sparks a fire in you that starts the momentum for asking the tough questions. I believe we all are yearning to understand our individual malaise. I believe when we come to the end of ourselves, that's when God can speak. And that's when our ears and heart can hear his gentle whisper saying, Are you now ready to know the truth? Tamika Moore 
Welcome back to Turn It Up. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. All right. You know, Damika, um, it, it was really good um, to, to find that you've already um, sort of advanced yourself um, because we were very impressed with you the last time around. It wasn't that long ago. But listening to this new album, it seems like you really stepped it up a notch. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on and what has been your inspiration for this new project. Sure. Well, I think uh, last time we spoke, I think I just started um, working on maybe like the first track on the project and hadn't fully come up with the, with the concept. I actually didn't come up with the concept uh, for the new album, The End of Me, um, actually till very late in the process. I didn't know what was developing, <laughs> so... I was kind of just going blind, I guess you could say. But I think um, the music was inspired um, just out of a really, really challenging time of changes uh, in my life. And I think as, you know, as women, we automatically go through a lot of changes. But the older you get, the the more realizations you get about things, perceptions change. Um, just, just everything you thought you knew, you know, starts to get challenged and you know, 2011 was, was just that year for me where everything I thought I believed um, was challenged. And like, okay, life is different now. <laughs> so um, the music came out of the, those experiences. I, I don't know what it is about this year, but I've heard a lot of people saying the same thing, that, you know, they've had a, a lot of unusual challenges and even the challenges that they may have had in the past. This time around, um, they sort of had to multiply themselves, and it's just been a rough year for a lot of folks, but it's been an enlightening year for a lot of people who, um, you know, have a very, very close relationship with God and their faith. So um, tell us a little bit about some of those experiences and and what it led you to. Well, I'd I'd have to say in in some that I, I think in 2011 I became an adult, even though I thought I was an adult before. Um, I, I became an adult. Um, I think oftentimes uh, when you're going through challenges, the, the first inclination, especially in my life, is to kind of deal with it, you know, um, kind of put on your face, your gain face as I call it, and just keep it moving. You really don't have time to address, um, wallow in, be depressed about. You're just like, okay, i got to keep it moving. And that was pretty much how I had been living my life. I didn't have time to deal with things. And I think situations happen that force you to kind of sit down and stop moving and kind of face some stuff. And and I say that, um, I know in some instances it may sound like I'm being cryptic, but there's so many specific uh, uh, situations that it's too many to, to name at one time. You know, everything just kind of came to uh, a standstill in my in my personal life. And I just had to sit down and kind of face some things. And I think I spent the majority of my life not facing them. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting how we do make the same mistakes to learn the same lesson that we did not learn before. And, yeah. um, you know, and it's like <laughs> it's not one that we can just pass up. This is one that you will need. So it's just sort of a, um, a situation where you're you're sort of being um, forced to be able to move forward in your life as well. And with these lessons learned, you, you gain something yeah. as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I kept asking those questions, like, why are the same situations keep surfacing? What is going on? And what is somebody trying to get my attention? You know, am I missing something? So that's, you know, you're like, okay, this is one time too many. This is repeating itself. Why is it repeating itself? Something is wrong here. So, and I'm I'm very sensitive and intuitive, and I pay attention to things. At least I thought I was. But I, I at least knew enough that, okay, wow, why am I going through the same things over and over again just with different characters? Something's not right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's funny, too, how you, you tend to find the same type of people to fill those roles as well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, very yeah. true. Now, very in your true. writing process, um, tell us a little bit about you, you sort of found uh, – um, a voice in a song that healed as well as allowed you to express some of the things that you're going through. Tell us how you go about um, approaching um, pinning a song. Actually, this um, 
particular project was a little different. Actually, mm-hmm. before recording it, I had been listening to a lot of Marsha Ambrosius. I was just on this mission. I was just, like, running her project. And what actually amazed me about listening to her is that she was not afraid to write what she thought, and she didn't feel the need to apologize for it. And that's kind of where I started with this project, and I said, why why am I scared to say what I want to say? Who do I think I'm going to offend? And I was like, you know what, I really don't want to live like that um, anymore. I, I want to be able to, to say what I mean and mean what I say. And that's kind of where that was the catalyst for beginning to be very, very transparent. And I, I'd like to think that I was transparent on other projects, but it was, you know, within this box. And on this project, I didn't have a box. I just said what I thought. Wow. <laughs> so no place to hide out on this one. You just let no. it go and just yeah. let it be what it will be. Yeah. I just wow. I just said what I what I thought and regardless of how it um may have made me look or 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 how transparent it was that people were like, Hey, what's going on? you know, I I really didn't care. I said, um, this is the case. Um there is no more mask on and it is what it is. And hopefully by me writing these songs, maybe someone else can identify with it and, and maybe it'll just um spark a you know, a conversation and, and and I specifically say spark a conversation or, or, you know, kind of encourage someone to have tough conversations with themselves or with other people. Because I, I found, like, during this project I was meeting people, and in the scope of meeting people, the consistent theme was that people were not being honest with themselves. Hmm. And I said, wow, this seems to be a very dominant theme. Nobody's being honest with themselves. So if you're lying to yourself, that means you're also lying to other people. And I said, wow. What does that mean? So I guess I was I was thinking with this project, I hope that it would just cause people to think and begin to, to ask the tough questions of themselves and other people. Because I, I think that's at the core of why there's so much conflict going on, whether it be with the individual or with other people, is that people are not willing to be transparent and say what they mean. Everybody's really, really concerned about what they're going to look like or, you know, a reputation is, is going to be marred or whatever, when in actuality we're all kind of jacked up, to be quite honest. And that's kind of how Absolutely. I thought, you know, no one's perfect. And I think that was, the, for me, realizing that, you know what, if you spend less time trying to, you know, create this mask and make it seem like everything's perfect, it, number one, it takes a lot of weight off you. And number two, it allows you to be authentic. So you don't have to worry about being something that you're not. So that's what this project was about for me. That's why I called it the end of me. Yeah. Wow. And and, and let's talk about too, um, what actually brought you to the breaking point that you talk about when you get to the end of you, when you know that there's no more you left to try to resolve your issue, to try to finagle your way and make yeah. things better. Tell us tell us what happened and, and what was your realization at that point. I think for me I realized that no one could could provide the value for me or the approval that I was looking for except God. Like I think we're all searching for something. You know, some people find it in drugs, some people find it in sex, some people find it in whatever means, um, being a workaholic, you name it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a substitute thing. And I, I think for me it was just, okay, coming to the realization that, okay, whatever things I've encountered in my life or whatever – um, mistakes I've made, at the core of it has been a lack of understanding what my value is and who I am and what I'm here to do. So I think by getting the answer to that question, that kind of opened up um, a whole area of other er- of other things to address and look at and say, okay, all right, now, now I'm, you know, the veil is being taken off and now I'm really getting to see who I am, who other people are, and, and how how we all affect each other. It's like, wow, okay. So for me, it really was a, you know, a veil just, just coming off my eyes. I'm like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and did you oh, find, okay. what was what was the barrier that kept you from this realization before? What was it that, was it um, fear or uh, was it pain, unresolved issues? Or what was it that really do you think was the barrier that kept you from just seeing things as they are? Besides, of course, you know, settling and um, looking to God. What was that barrier that was there that just kept you in limbo for so long? 
I think uh, the part of it was fear. Um, part of it was unresolved, not addressing, you know, issues, not having time to, pushing them under the rug, oh, I'll do it later, I'm busy, i got to do this, got to do that. And um, also just really not being firm about what I wanted out of life. I think as women, we always compromise in some form. We move our boundaries to accommodate people, and you keep doing that over a period of time. Before you know it, you look back, and you're like, okay, what happened to me? What happened to the person that I that I thought I was, that I knew that I was? And you you look back, and you don't even reckon. You don't even know who you are anymore. You don't recognize yourself. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and I know a lot of women can identify with that, especially you know if they're wives or their mothers. Yeah. Um, you just you look back, and you're like, what happened to me? <laughs> wow. You know. Yeah, you know, and I think this is just a really good time for um, a work such as this as well because of the type of music that you do. And, and I'm not sure exactly what genre you're in now. I called it gospel inspirational soul. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know where I am either. <laughs> but I, you're, you're, in the same, you're in the same category that I'm in. I'm saying, yeah, I guess I'm inspirational soul. That's, that's the only way I can, can um, label it if it has to be described. Um, yeah, because the lyrical content is always consistent. It's just the the sonic quality of you know of a particular song. You know, I may do something that has a little bit of folk to it. I may have something that has a little bit more R and B hip hop flavor. I may do something that has a little bit more jazz or gospel to it. So the messaging is always consistent. It's just the the type of uh, instrumentation uh, that I'm using uh, to get the message across that changes. No, oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm going to try to start with. Um, I think the the best way to really hit it all home is just to go with. Um, I'm not okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the next to last um, song that I'd written on the project, and that one came to me in like five minutes. That's why I always know I have a song that sticks. I just start writing, and then it just comes, and I don't have to think about it. And I was like, okay, that one's gonna stick. Okay, that one works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to be throwaway tunes when I when I write for for an album, so <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll keep this one. Now, did you do this all yourself as well? Um, did you have any collaboration on this one? Yeah, I did. Um, I wrote I wrote all the songs. Um, however, um, I worked with uh, a couple different producers on this one. Um, Terrell Wallace, aka Tall Black Guy, um, he was the winner of the Eric Roberson's Tale of Two Remix competition. And I actually reached out to him via the Internet. So we kind of did um, what was equivalent to this other group that did the same thing, Foreign Exchange, uh, mm-hmm. where we essentially created a project remotely together. He was in another place. <laughs> and right. you know, I'm in the D.C. metro area. He's now in the, in the U.K. now. Um, so we kind of did that collaboration actually remotely. And um, also Christopher Howden, um, who produced two tracks um, on this on the project, I Wish I Knew Back Then, and Is It Really This Simple, and Jonathan Davis, um, also um, did the the title cut, the end of me, uh, with me. So I, it, I saw the team team effort. I definitely can't do it by myself. I come up with the with the concepts and the melodies and the backgrounds and the lead, and um, you know what I want to communicate and sonically what I want um, for the project. But um, you know I'll work with uh, you know different uh, musicians and have them come in and arrange the, the instrumentation. Um, but pretty much it is collaborative. But I, most of the time when I come in, I go to record, I know exactly what I want and what I want to convey musically. Oh, that's great. So do do you have a band, or are you just um, collaborating with people on each of these particular um, songs and tracks individually? Oh, no, I, I always have a band um, when I go out and I perform um, for the most part, there are a lot of musicians that I work with. You know, in this industry, everybody's kind of work for hire, so to speak. <laughs> right, um, right. But, there, but there's a but there's a core group of uh, musicians that I work with on a regular basis. That you know, my first calls when I want to go out um, on the road and, and do some shows, or even you know when I'm in the studio. And Jonathan Davis is one of them. He's the one that did uh, the end of me with me. I've known Jonathan Davis since since I moved to the D.C. metro area. He was the one that introduced me uh, to this market, and I did my first gigs um, with him when I was like three. So <laughs> uh, we started. So um, we go we go way back. So. Oh, that's awesome! You know, I am having um, a little bit of a problem with the the tracks that you sent. Um, 
because of the um, the Dropbox. It it made them all disappear <laughs> after the fact. But I just found them, so I've I've uploaded a few. Okay, so I'm cool. just waiting for them to appear on the switchboard, and we can play through. And the, the first one is is um, I'm not okay. But um, we'll just have to wait for that to um, actually load in. So tell us about the gig that you've got coming up, um, the next one. You've got something coming up. Um, is it tomorrow? Yes, yeah, actually, I'll be in Woodbridge, Virginia. I am doing a gospel fest um, for uh, Mount Niepsco, uh Baptist Church. Uh, they do a gospel fest every year. I participated with them last year. had a great time. I think uh, another artist by the name of Kendall King uh, was on that uh this year, and I'm on it again. I was uh, lucky to come back again this year to be able to um, support the support the Gospel Fest. So I'll be doing that on Saturday. Um, I believe it starts at noon, and it goes all day. And I think I'll be going on around the early part of the afternoon, I guess twelve fifteen or so. Oh. And um, yeah, I'll be doing that. Then and after, after where's the venue again? Sure, it's um it's in it's in Woodbridge, Virginia, uh-huh. at Mount Neabsco. Baptist Church. Oh, okay. It's an outdoor event, so hopefully the the rain doesn't. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We we will get a little bit of weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's they, an outdoor festival. So. Okay, maybe they're setting that up with the tent. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, we're gonna try this one more, but um, if not, we may have to go with one of your previous tracks. And um, because your music is a little different, how is it being received now? Amongst the um... actually, it's been a, a great response, and and it's been consistent. Everyone's saying, you know, I think this one is, you know, is my best yet. They're saying, and I, I think people feel like the music is very relatable, and I think that's been the consistent response that I'm seeing from people. And the good thing too is that I'm seeing that I'm getting that both consistently from both men and women. So that means it's it's reaching both genders. <laughs> so it doesn't feel like oh, it's just music, you know, for women. You know that are going through things that men are re- are relating to the music as well, and that's I, I think that's the blessing that that people are receiving the music with with open arms. So I'm I'm happy about that. I'm excited. We I think I've done very well um, this first week. Uh, the CD released on Tuesday. Um, sales have been doing very well, so I'm not complaining oh, about wow. that. Oh <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And, and, yeah. and we're, you, I see that you got it on CD Baby and iTunes as well. Tell us yeah. how your response has been on each of those, and. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, the marketing on those sites as well. Oh, sure. Um, available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and a host of other sites um, that are aggregators um, through uh, CD Baby. Um, very well, online sales have actually been better than the physical store sales. Um, the physical store sales have been slow, and the um, I actually got a lot of pre-orders for the album, which I thought was actually very shocking. That they were lining up for pre-orders before it even came out, and I was like, wow. So I think online has been great for me um, from a marketing um, perspective for both social media and just um, having it readily available for, for people that are that were waiting for it. I have people that were like, okay, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, and at 12 midnight on the 24th, sales had already, you know, the actual sales had already come through, even though we also had those pre-orders. And I was like, wow, okay, this project is, is, is different than the other one. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I don't know where it's going to go. Um, I'm just I'm just happy people are relating to the music. So I feel like, you know, I did the best I could with, with what I had. So. Wow, that's great. And, and you're in control of your product that way as well. So yes. you're not really stuck with asking or trying to get no. someone else to do what you would hope they would, and you can do it yourself and step your game in your own way and fashion and, and yeah. do what you think is right for you, which is which is awesome for an independent artist. I mean, it's never been a better time right now uh, is the best time it's ever been for an independent artist and for someone who is talented and has gotten a little tired of um, trying to, you know, sell themselves and their package to the industry. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about the freedom that I have. Um, I must admit, though, it is very very tiring because um, I I feel like I'm always working, and that it's really a struggle to get that balance. You know, especially when you are an indie, because you essentially, you know, are doing the grind that a major label would provide for you. So I mm-hmm. I, I understand sometimes why the labels um, are sometimes very aggressive. <laughs> Um, with their contracts 
and try to recoup costs because you have to do a lot of work. And I'm not saying I, I agree with, with all of them because I know you do have some shady labels out there, but I get it. It's a lot of work. And right. it's a team effort. It's, you know, it's very hard um, to do it all, you know, by yourself. You need a team. You need people that are just as committed to the vision of the project as, you know, as you are as the artist. And that's very hard to find. And, you know, I've had people ask me, you know, well, would you consider going to a label, if, you know, if you were asked? And and I'd have to say I would at least entertain the conversation only because of, you know, wanting to possibly partner with a company that understands the vision. I would definitely entertain the question at that juncture if we have the same vision um, for the project because then I'd be able to get some help. <laughs> so, I hear so I you. Would, so I would be looking at it just from a hand perspective, like, okay, I'm going to have some additional hands to help uh, to be able to, you know, get the get the music out. But, of course, the more hands you have, the more people you have to pay. So, you know, it's it's also a numbers game, too, you know, at the end of the day. So those are all factors in it. But I'm, I'm happy about where it's going, and I'm, I'm glad I still have the, the freedom to be able to make the choices I want to do on the music without, you know, having some other – um, entity saying no, you can't put this song on the project. No, you can't say that. Or the song needs to be exactly three minutes and thirty seconds because it's not going to work for radio if it's over that. Didn't have anything to worry about in that instance because that necessarily wasn't my focus. Right now, um, we, we do have um, "I'm Not Okay" up now, and um, we'll go ahead and get right into that. And I'll try to get another one prepared as we wait as well for this pl- track to play through. Here it is, um, Tamika Moore with. I'm not okay. I don't want to pretend. Don't wanna play games Can't lie to myself Not one more day Been trying to deal with some things That's hard to talk about I'm going through some changes And I'm having my doubts Been there for everyone else Now I'm going through Can't solve the problem tonight just gonna have to get used to me not being around.
problems on the shelf Lay some far away for another day Then you take a breath Keep it moving, that's as good as it gets
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's um the you have to listen to the message. I mean, yeah, that that's yeah. truth, that's gospel, but wow. That'll get you going. <laughs> yeah, we had to had the full band on that one. Horns, you know, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's a hot track. Um um who was the drummer on that? Um, Wesley Watkins. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, we got them all loaded now. We got all the tracks now, so we can just pick and choose. Now, which one was it that um, the tall? Um, what was that? <laughs> what did you call that? Terrell Wallace. Yeah, yeah. He did. Um, I'm not okay, and also let it go. He did a remix of oh. I'm not of let it go. I did let it go on uh, one of my previous projects, doing just fine. And, yeah. Um, Terrell did a uh, did a remix of Let It Go for this. Awesome. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into that and we'll be right back after this. Tamika Moore with Let It Go and Turn It Up on Blog Talk Radio. We're back. Uh, Tamika, wow. 
very dreamy, and um, it's almost as if you're you're waking up from that that place you had been in for so long, walking in a trance, and then you you've just discovered yourself. I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. It's definitely a head bopper, so. <laughs> yeah, Terrell's very talented, so Terrell Wallace, a.k.a. Tall Black Guy, remix. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> so tell us, um, in the last year or so, what do you think this major revelation has been for you? What is it now that you're seeing so much more clearly than you had in the past that sort of brought you to the next level? I would have to just say um, knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. And just being okay with that, not apologizing for for who I am. Right. You know, leaving leaving the leaving the past in the past and and moving moving forward with what I know now. You know, like uh, like Tyler Perry says, when you do better, you do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you, so. you know, I, I'm just listening to what you just said. You said something really profound, as far as I'm concerned, because you know, you you really do have to know yourself when you're in this industry. Anyway, people are always trying to shape you and mold you into something that they think will help you, that will help you to to be um, more receptive to your audience, so to speak. But, you know, it gets to a certain point where you just really have to be you as loud as you can and just find those people that like that person. Yeah, and that is is my belief um, because there is a tremendous amount of pressure to conform and become what other people think. Um, the world wants to hear, mm-hmm. and I, I think it takes it takes a lot just to get to a place where you're like, okay, I understand you have an opinion and you're entitled to that opinion, but you need to keep it because I didn't ask for it. So, right, <laughs> you gotta, right, you know, you to, to get get to to get to that place, mm-hmm. and and I think for me, just being able to to get there is is huge for me because I honestly believe there is an audience for everything, and, and I think. That has been proven by all the reality shows that we see on television. <laughs> so there is an audience there for you have everything. It. Absolutely. So I believe wherever that audience is that would embrace the music that I'm creating, my job is just to find them. Mm. And when we meet, you know, then then I've done my job because I, I believe that there is an audience out there that is searching for what I do, and we just have to meet each other, similar to you know, a, a man looking for his bride. He's looking for her. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows it. He knows it when he finds. He knows her when he finds her, right away. So that's how I how I'm looking at the music. You know, both the audience and myself will know each other when we when we find each other. So. Wow. And you know, my my mentor, um, Blanche Williams, she told me something um, once. Really, really good advice. She says, you know, Michael, you're going to hear a lot of criticism, and you know. You got to listen to it, but you just can't let it affect you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And you can hear what people are saying, but if you can, listen closely enough so that you can understand maybe their motive for saying it. Yeah. And everybody has different different motives. And and I think that's where really being in tune with, with who you are and knowing who you are to be able to know what to filter. And to not even really give too much energy to, because everybody does have an opinion, and that's great. But in the scheme of music, unless you are putting any amount of dollars in to financing any kind of project, or you're doing any type of you know groundwork or footwork that needs to be done to advance a project, unless you are contributing to that, your opinion really doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the that's the honest truth because you're gonna have people come all day and say, "Oh, well, you should do this, or you should try this, or you should do this collaboration." Okay, all right. Number one, are you financing it? Do Do you have the means to make that happen? No. Okay, then hush. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of how and, I look and, at it. And I think that people too, when you talk about artists, this is something that's in you that comes out of you. No yeah. one can put that in you and then extract it. That's not how it no. works. You know, you dig down deep, you find that thing, you cultivate it, you push it out. And then from there, um, you know, you continue to work with it until you're ready to share that with the world. So, you know, it's a a bit more complicated than that. Um, Yeah. The the next track we want to play is um, The End of Me. And um, that's a pretty that's a pretty hard statement. The End of Me. You know, it um, sounds a little dark. 
Tell us a little bit yeah. about that and what it really means. It's actually irony um, because obviously when you initially hear it, you think, oh, my gosh, that seems really dark and deep. But actually, it's actually very hopeful and faithful because, you know, coming to the end of yourself means, okay, you've done all that you can do. You've tried everything you could try. You've exhausted your possibilities that you are aware of. Okay, so now that you've done running around, <laughs> you know, trying everything you try, okay, now you can sit down and let the let, let the people that really know how to do the work for the person, you know, in this case I'm speaking about God, let him do the work that he needs to do. Okay, now you're tired, you exhausted yourself out, let me do what I need to do. So I, I think it's both, you know, it is irony. It's both, it can be dark, but at the same time very hopeful because you're embarking mm-hmm. upon um, a, a new, you know, a new segment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's I, I kind of look at it that way. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's um, a very um, hopeful song. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, here it is, the end of me with Tamika Moore.
Wow. You just poured yourself out in that one. Yeah, very reflective song, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I love the tone of your voice. It reminds me of um of um an instrument. I mean, you can hear um it's almost as if you can hear the shape of your throat. I don't know how to <laughs> just put it. I mean, it, it reminds me um, sort of like um, saxophone, but also, you know, of of a, maybe another brass instrument as well because of the, the ringing in the air that I hear when your notes. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that was something, too, that I noticed as well. Um, the studio work and the recording, everything was just superb on this album. And um, people really can't hear it. Um, in its clarity um, through the the blog talk radio radio show. But when you hear that MP3 in, in its original digital format, it's just phenomenal. Well, thanks, thanks to the engineers, uh, Bradley Berwald at Studio 51 and uh, Ron Vinto at Night Sky. So they, they helped make it that, that way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And um, we are awake. Well, we're going to go ahead and end the show now. Um, but we will close it out with, is it really this simple? And um, just want to give you an opportunity to tell your uh, people listening where they can hear your music, where they can download it one more time in, in the up-and-coming event, and then we'll go ahead and close out from there. Sure. I'm always uh, at the website, uh, TamikaMoore.com, and it's T-E-M. I-K-A-M-O-O-R-E dot com and also on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, Reverb Nation, Bandcamp. Um, those are the ones that come to mind. My Facebook page, uh, Tamika Moore, and I'm also on Twitter, um, at Tamika Moore. So definitely not hard to find. And right. also uh, my blog, um, notesfromtheroadblog.com. Oh, okay, awesome. I have to check that one out as well. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming back and, and um, sharing your music with us again. And we look forward to, um, you know, hopefully I can get down to this event. Please send me information on that because I would love to be able to try to pop in if at all possible. Sure, sure. I, I just hope we don't get rained out. But, you know, if you don't get a chance to get to this one, the official CD release concert is coming June 21st um, in Alexandria, Virginia at the Carlisle Club. Oh, uh, nice. So yeah, so just in case you don't, there'll, there'll definitely uh, be another one uh, in Virginia, June 21st. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you again, Tamika, and we look forward sure. to meeting you and um, hearing from you again real soon. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Be blessed. <laughs> well, special thanks to MISC Designs for an awesome logo for Turn It Up and our producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordiman. You've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. No.